everybody and welcome back to Agents Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks of real estate. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that I really love. We're talking about why it's worth it to take the smaller deals, and especially as a new agent, why it's worth it to travel and get a little bit outside of your center. And when we say travel, we're not saying hopping on a plane to another state no. necessarily. No. We're talking about traveling outside of your comfort zone. Yes. A bit, and to areas maybe that um, other agents don't uh, don't go to. Yeah. For us, it looks like we live in a more metropolitan area, I guess, on the suburbs of it. And um, there's an MLS that covers most of this area. But as soon as you start getting into the smaller towns, they are part mm -hmm. of different MLSs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when it comes to building your referral base, especially as a new agent, what, especially for us because we do have all these tiny little rural outlying towns, it can be really hard to get started when there's a lot of other agents that are doing their thing. And so being willing to go to some of those more rural areas can be amazing in helping jumpstart your career. I know for me, last year, a huge part of my ability to have a really successful year was my willingness to travel a little bit outside of my city. How far away is Moses Lake from us? Um, hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Like my farthest one that I've done is Lynn's, and that's just, a, I mean, you just went out there. Yeah, the yeah, actually. Lynn's is an hour. My farthest <laughs> one so far was Ephrata, and Ephrata is about two hours. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like in this market with everything going here for so yes. much money, when you have buyers who are, are, don't have that affordability if you don't go out you're losing the deal yeah like you, you have yeah. to be able to go outside of that zone and they have to be willing to mm -hmm. go further out I feel like mm -hmm. yeah one of the gals that I worked with um, was a long-haul trucker and she was really looking for something that was inside Spokane um, but with the price point it was just kind of hard to work with especially being somewhere that she felt comfortable you know as a single woman as well um, and so we went to Lynn which is like an hour or whatever outside um, the area she was looking and it was a bit of a drive, but at the end of the day, she got so much more with her money and it was the cutest little farmhouse and it just worked out really well. But it was also one of those, I feel like Lynn might either I'm a slow driver. I feel like it was like a long drive, but, um, we're usually 15 minutes away from everything. So we're a little spoiled. So uh, when I got out there, um, I was just crossing my fingers the whole time. I'm like, dang, I really hope she gets this house because like, this is three hours when we're done of my time. So thankfully it worked out and thankfully it was good. But um, that was one of my better deals that I've gotten some good reviews off of and good referrals. So it was totally worth it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like the biggest part of it is it's still referrals. And yeah. it doesn't mean they don't know people closer to us who are going to buy or giving reviews. Like I have um, a client from 11. 11 years ago, maybe now, 11 or 12. And it's the least expensive house I've ever sold in my career. It was $60,000. And it was a short sale. It was during the recession. Um, and it was so time consuming. I think it took a year to close. And um, it was, I wanted to get done. I worked so hard on that deal. I think at the end of the deal, I made five cents an hour from it. And <laughs> I was just like, this is, this is exhausting. But from that deal, we got it closed. They were happy. We got it done. From that deal, I have closed probably another 10 to 12 deals from that client. Yes. Five of their own, which I just closed another one for them this year. And then all of the referrals from them. Yeah. So that $60,000 deal that I think a lot of agents probably would have pushed off has netted me so much business. And I'm still actively working with all of the referrals they've sent me over the years. You know, they keep coming back. So yeah. you just can't write it off. No, I had one client who 
she had just sold her home in <clears throat> the Tri-Cities area and she was interested in a house I had listed in Ritzville. And her agent flat out told her, I won't drive that far and this price range isn't worth it for me. So she called on my listing and it had already gone. We had already got an amazing offer. And so I was like, I would love to help you. Let's find you a house. And we did, we found her one in another small town um, in that area and got her into a house. And she was one of the sweetest clients. She still texts me pictures of projects she does around the house. She is the best. But I've had so many clients that I have started working with that have said, oh yeah, my last agent didn't have time for me or my price range is too small for most agents. And I, I always tell people, there's no price range too small for me to help people. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good mindset to have. Mm -hmm. Or at least like link you up with a lender where they can yeah. help you like build yourself to where you want to be, yeah. what you want to do. Mm -hmm. There's so many options. Yeah, I, when we started getting um, leads through Opsity, because that's originally how I started building my business, um, that was one of the bigger things that helped me. There was a lot of small deals that came through in the beginning, so people wouldn't claim them. Because with Opsity, it's like first come, first serve. There's however many agents in your area, and you're raising them to click the claim button. But it also tells you all the information first, so people can kind of decide if it's something that they even want to claim. So a few of my deals have been deals where, um, you know, I might have not gotten to it to my phone the fastest, but people just turned their nose up to it, so I claimed it. And um, one of my first land deals, it was it came in as like 60 grand on Opsity. But he had, we ended up doing like an 120 grand deal together. So it's kind of like, you never know what people are actually working with, A. And B, I think in the beginning, especially to build your momentum, it's not about the size of your deals price-wise. It's about how many deals you can crank out because that's building your base so much. Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say that too. And every deal is a learning experience. So even if <clears throat> it's a small deal, you're still gaining all that knowledge, you know? And you're doing things outside of the box usually. You know, yeah. land is different than a house sale. So if you're, you know, don't take land deals because they're too too small of a deal, you're missing out on all that knowledge you can gain. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, sorry, go no, for it. <laughs> I was going to say, there's only like one town. And I won't, say I, I won't say I hate this town. I won't say I don't like it. But I got so many leads for hunters, which is way up north for us. And kind of like not really, there's not a lot of people that live out there yet. And if you don't know where you're going, it's a hard place to get lost in because yeah. there's no service. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of those places where that's the only time I think I ever turned up my nose is I just got myself in too much trouble in Hunters too many times where I got stuck. <laughs> is that where you got stuck um, in the snow? Yeah. I had to pull you out. <laughs> I get a call from Allie and I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, I just went, I'm standing on top of my car, mind you. I've got one bar. Oh so it was a voice memo. Or no, it was a text because I couldn't call anyone. It was a text. Yeah. It was a text. And I was like, I want you to know I'm safe, but I'm stuck on top of a mountain. <laughs> That's the, that's the text I get. I thought, yeah. oh my gosh, but how I, are we going to find her? <laughs> I had a really awesome client though. And um, yeah, so I I just hadn't been to show in this place before. And there was a um, thing on my maps that was 25 minutes faster. And I'm like, why would I not take the way that's 25 minutes faster? Well, it was because it was bringing me over a mountain on a summer road instead of around the bottom. But I was like, I drive a Jeep. I'm fine. Yeah, it might be a Patriot, but it's still a Jeep. Like, I'm cool, right? <laughs> and I made it almost all the way, but then there was a windstorm recently, so I'm almost all the way down the mountain, and there's a tree across the road, like, two miles from where I would have turned off onto a real road. And there's so much snow, I can't back up, and it's so narrow. And I had one bar when I was standing on my car, and I was like, this is it. This is a moment that I finally did something stupid enough where the people of the hills are going to come get me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just don't have like that fear thing in my brain until it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but my client was awesome. He came and he actually had like a tow thing on his truck. So we got to like, there was a property line for someone where we were able to turn around. I remember he had a buddy with him and you could tell that the buddy that he had with him had daughters because they were both maybe in their like early 60s. And one of them looks at me and he goes, young lady, do you own a gun or anything to protect yourself? She's like, oh, God, I'm about to go lecture. <laughs> and I was like, no, sir. And you could just see the frustration on his face because he's like, it's not my daughter. I'm not going to yell at her. But he goes, I would really think about getting one if you're going to get yourself in a situation like this again. And I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> and isn't he your first deal? Is yeah. that the first deal? Oh, second. 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 Okay. Yes. Yeah. My, second deal. my first land deal ever. Yeah. No, we still keep in contact. He's got a cool little spot um, up in Tum Tum. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that happens. Oh my gosh. Well, happens. listen, you know, sometimes you just need to be towed out by a client. It's okay. uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, whenever um, a lead came up for Hunters for a while, I will admit there was a few that I declined, but those were the only ones. I was yeah. a little, so butthurt for a while. I was like, I'm not going back there. Yeah. You can't make me. <laughs> well, and here's the caveat with it, too, I think, um, is you have to go places that you're knowledgeable about. You yes. can't just go somewhere where you have no idea what you're talking yes. about and truly represent your client well. So I don't think we're not saying that because I feel Ouch. like that's something <laughs> noted <laughs> because I do think it's important, um, you know, but like uh, going up to hunters, hunters. like you know, the area, yes. you know what to do. It's, it's got similar rule. Like, you know, you can find all the information, yeah. but yeah. if we're going to, um, you know, hours and hours away and we like, don't have any knowledge on yeah. yeah on you know so many different things school districts or zoning or anything like that we can't give our clients useful information like that's the time you refer it to another agent yes i don't yeah. think that that's where we should step in but if it's an area where you're knowledgeable about and you know it and it's just a little bit more of a drive heck yeah i think you should take it and i think it's about defining your defining your territory like what area do you want to work so i kind of gave myself okay, these are the areas that I'm willing to work with. And then I became an expert in those areas. Okay, if I'm gonna work in these areas, I have to understand the market, understand that each one individually because they're all very unique and different. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not gonna work in that area unless I feel like I'm an expert on it. And that does take some doing. And then making sure, okay, am I in the MLS for that area? Because in Washington, we have multiple different ones. So I'm and the lines are and the weird. lines are so <laughs> weird. So I'm in three different MLSs for our area because the Spokane MLS doesn't cover these other areas that I've become an expert in that I work in. And so, and the one thing that you'll run into that I run into, if you go out of your territory, your bread and butter, <laughs> is you're going to have pushback from other agents. I have definitely had pushback from other agents. I had one listing um, in an area that's just about an hour out. It's one of my favorite areas to work in. Um, it's one of my favorite little towns that I get to work in. And I did really, really work hard to understand that market before I had a listing in that market. And one of the agents who wanted to offer called me and was like, where is it that you live? And I was like, my office is based in Cheney, so this isn't your bread and butter. Why are you choosing to come work in this area? And I was like, well, I'm a new, and she just was like really asking me these questions and had this tone with me, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm more newly licensed. I'm trying to build my client base. I've really worked hard, and as soon as I said that, her tone completely changed, and she was like, oh, 
I've been in the business for a long time. And when I first started, I had to do the same thing. And I was like, yes, like take a step back before you judge what another agent is doing. And, you know, I just was like, listen, lady. Well, I think a lot of that comes from like a place of um, agents who feel like there's not enough pie to go around, you know, like that it's divided like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like, okay, well, this is my area, so I should be getting this business. And I do think that can play into it a lot. But at the end of the day, just because you're that area doesn't mean the client's going to choose you. So I think no. it's important to keep that in mind. And she had a buyer to bring forward to buy the house, you know? And so yeah. mostly she was mad. Mostly she, she was out. mad that she <laughs> lost out. She's one of the, one of the handful of not like, I've only had a handful of agents actually chew me out when their offer isn't accepted. <laughs> yeah. She called me and was like, Explain to me exactly why we did not win because we had the best offer. But obviously not because the client probably because I was around my client when you were yelling at me the first time around and they could hear you through the phone. That could have been She was a tough one. I was like, I was relieved to not. I presented all the offers fairly and I didn't show any sort of, but that after that phone call, I was like, oh, I'm so glad this is important. <laughs> How was the shit sandwich for her? Or did you oh, have a shit sandwich for like, No, oh, I feel like I sorry. did. I feel like it was kind of a, <clears throat> uh, you know, you guys wrote a really strong offer. It was really clean. And I really appreciate the offer that you wrote. We did have this other offer come in and they had a lot more cash to put down. So my clients put, felt more comfortable going with that one. But like you did bring a great offer forward. She did not like that. Answer. That's how it's done. She's like, screw you and your sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fight your own time. She's like, I want to fight. <laughs> yeah. But I would say that's the most important thing is make sure you're an expert in the areas you're working. Mm-hmm. Don't just say, okay, I'm going to go work in this little small town and not understand the area because that you're not going to be able to represent your clients well. And even if you do work really hard to understand the area before you start working in it, you're going to get pushback from other agents. It's just going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to do a disservice to our profession either. No. You know, it's like obviously representing your clients well, but also, you know, if you don't represent them well, it reflects on the whole industry, yes. you know? So it's really, you got to really think about th- these things before I think you jump in, but yeah. it can be such a great avenue for, to increase revenue mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a cousin moving back from Florida and he's moving to the center of our state. So it can be like a two to three hour drive, depending what, area of the um, tri-cities he ends up in and so part of me is like I so wish I could represent you and help you buy but it's also one of those things where it's such a different area than Spokane that I feel like I wouldn't be able to properly represent you and I really want you to be able to you know put the best offer and have someone that can be there at the drop of a dime if you want to go see something that night so um that's just one of those areas where it's like I'd love to have you as a client but um, I got to refer you out, but that's a great way to build your referral business too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can ask other agents who they've used, or you can kind of do your own research and maybe make your own bond with someone where you know that if they're going to refer someone that you are who they choose in the area that you're in, which is, I think the route that I'm going to go. Um, but yeah, so there's just so many ways to like build around you, whether you're traveling or whether you're, you know, making connections with other agents. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think too, when you you know, go out and you have these deals in smaller towns or, or just outside of your area. Um, in the beginning, when you're newer, you know, you have, you, you have more time because you don't have as much business or the referral base. But the nice thing is, is that 
as you build that, if you don't have to travel as much at some point, then great. Then refer them out to yes. other agents in that area. And it's a win-win. Like there's really no way to lose with it. Either you go back out there because you do have time to help them again, or you're like, you know what? I, you know, am kind of overwhelmed or I've got too much going on right now. I can't take you on right now, but I would love to refer you to a local agent out there who can. Yeah. And so I think either way you're, you're building that business. Yes. So yes. um, I know that we don't personally do this at our office, but there's a lot of agents where if they don't want to travel somewhere or they don't have time, they will pay someone to go show the house for them. And I was thinking about that and I'm kind of like 50, 50, like I get that it's like a great time saver and nice to have, you know, when you're balancing a lot of clients, but another piece of me is I feel like you would lose that personal bond with them. Yeah. So I'm kind of like tossed up about it, but I've also never been in a situation where I felt like I've had to have someone go show something for me because I'm in a bind. Well, except for at our office because we just do it for each other. But yes. I feel like it's a little different. Yes. Well, it's a little different because we all chip in and we think that that's helpful. And yeah. um, we work so closely together. Yes. But, um, you know, really the only time we do that is when we truly can't show it or we um, are out of town, you know, yeah. or something like yeah. that. And I think sometimes the whole, like, um, paying other agents to show can become a habit yeah where you're not really bonding at all with your clients and i think that can be difficult plus technically you're not supposed to pay another agent you have to pay the brokerage anyways mm. so it just becomes a whole mess i wonder if it's different yeah. in different states because i've seen it on like our women's women in real estate facebook so it probably is yeah but washington you have to pay the brokerage which makes it a little more difficult but oh, gosh, gosh. um but yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I think you do lose the personal bond, especially if you do it too often. You know, we all get into jams sometimes where we need help, but that's, yeah, on a regular basis, I think that's a lot. Yeah, actually, one of my clients um, that has been absolutely great, I was out of town for the weekend. It was like Memorial Day weekend, so I was going to go to some beach somewhere, and Cassie showed it for me, and they ended up offering on it, so <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, it can be really helpful. Didn't sometimes. have to pay you a dime. <laughs> so we just do it for each other. You scratch my back. Well, scratch yours. Yeah. Exactly. And it's nice when it's mutual because oh, yeah. sometimes it's not, you know, yeah. and I think that you have to have that mutual relationship of like, okay, well, I'll show for you when you're out of town and, and then you can show for me and it balances yes. and it's not just one person carrying the load more often. At that point, then I would say absolutely you need to charge, charge. because you can't be, um, wasting all your time, taking time away from your clients if, or, or refer that person to, you know, if you really can't take on that client, then instead of paying someone to show on a regular basis, maybe just refer them out to that other agent mm -hmm. would be my thought. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, traveling's worth it. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. It absolutely <laughs> is. And I think the other thing um, we want to touch on a little bit was kind of like not judging a book by its cover, you know, as far as clients go, because you just really never know no. clients. There's plenty of clients over the years I've had that have said they can afford a lot more than they can. Yep. And there's plenty of clients who have taken a lead um, for, you know, land or like the one you had where oh you took gosh. a lead for land for like uh, maybe a hundred or 200,000 yeah. and turned into a $1.3 million it did. deal. That's one of my favorite so, deals. Yeah. Yep. So you just really can't. That would be my favorite deal too. <laughs> <laughs> Was it one of your favorite deals? No way. Wild. And they were the most kind, generous, incredible clients. Yeah. They were so amazing. But you just don't know. Like yep. you take a deal for land thinking, okay, cool. It's going to be, you know. Uh, maybe on the smaller side of right. deals, right? And then you end up um, with something huge yeah. and they're happy and now they're looking for more land with you. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know. So I think a lot of agents can kind of shoot themselves in the foot sometimes as far as turning deals down based yes. on the price point of the deal. And even judging a person in general. Still uh -huh. one of my favorite clients that I just had the best experience with. 
I got this, this op city lead and I took the call and the girl was like, so my boyfriend is about to get out of prison. He needs an agent. Are you okay accepting a call from him? And I am just like, I'm a new agent. I'll talk to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> they take you by the way and you're like, is this is weird? This okay. <laughs> and you're like, um. And so I get the call and I chat with him and he had been in prison for I think 20 years and had finally been exonerated. What does it say? Like, would you like to accept a call? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. Yep, I'll accept the charges. Um, and he was being exonerated after 20 years. And yeah. he had gotten an inheritance. And he was like, I'm going to need a place to live when I move out. I have this much cash. Can you help me find a home? And I was like, I would love to help you find a home. And so we looked at a bunch of houses. And then the one that we ended up picking, it was a for sale by owner. And he didn't want to pay a commission. And so I just, I didn't want to ask my client for anything because I feel like he'd been through so much. But I just said, you know, I just brought it up to him of like, hey, they're not offering commission. He's like, what's your rate? Stack it on my purchase price without even blinking an eye. He, I still get goosebumps. Oh, every I just we like, talk about this story. I like teared up. It was like, it was just, he was the sweetest client. He was the sweetest client so generous mm -hmm. and that one I still just feel like so honored that I got to represent him and I think of like how many agents would have said no I'm not doing that absolutely absolutely and I think that is just like kind of a true testament on putting in the work yeah and being there as a realtor for people yes. and not just for the money because you're going to have experiences that you don't expect but if you're constantly just like I'm not going to take a collect call from a present, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I can totally see so many people doing that, you know, mm -hmm. or just being like, oh, this is weird. I'm not even going to go down this road. Yeah. And there's absolutely times where, um, <laughs> that road might not be great. You know, yeah. you're like, wait a minute. Nope. This is like, something is off here and that's fine. But just giving a chance and seeing where it goes, because it's just such a beautiful story. Like yes. I love his story it makes me just like tear up too. And I wasn't even his realtor because, <laughs> after that long being in prison and yeah. then being able to buy a home and have the support he had and then yeah. being able to like basically first call right like mm -hmm. the first age person yeah, they reach the out to, they talk to is able to genuinely help them and guide him into homeownership well, when I think about how much they bought the house for and the market now and how much wealth he oh already has I know. in that home like I'm just so happy for him and I just like think about him sometimes and hope that he's doing well. Yeah. So you just can't judge a book by its cover. And there are times, I would say trust your gut, because there are times where clients may not necessarily be safe or, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, like, be willing to take a chance on someone if they have a weird situation or, you know. And I would say, too, um, like, when as far as, like, trusting your gut. Yes. You know, I've had yes. plenty of deals over the years where um, I – have been asked to show a home out on property with no cell phone service. And I have definitely probably had my brothers yeah. who carry yeah. come with me because I don't. And yeah. I was just like, there was one time where I just told my brother, I was like, you know, one of my brothers, I said, I am going to meet these new people. I don't know them. And thankfully they are just always down. They're like, sure. Yeah, cool. And they just sit and in the car. Put on her <laughs> we ride it, Don. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always so grateful because you never know. And like, 
thankfully every time I've gone out, it's been like amazing and the people have been wonderful and it's been no problem. But you know, if you're feeling a little uneasy, have someone go with you, have an agent in your office go with you because there are times where you just don't know. And, um, you know, we haven't had it happen often here, but I know in the news around the country, there's been, you know, murders of realtors because we, in a way, sometimes can be sitting ducks, which mm -hmm. is terrifying. Um, but beyond that, even just like theft or robbery, like I know we had an agent in our area a few years ago who um, someone wanted to see land and he went to go show them. So it's not just women, obviously. It happens to guys too. Went to go show him land and was held up at, I think, knife point or gun point and um, just took his wallet and left. And thankfully he was okay. But terrifying. So scary. So, you know, take someone with you. Yeah. The chance of somebody trying to do something if there's a couple of you is slim to none. Yeah. And I've had plenty of times where I have um, had to make calls of not going or leaving early. Yeah. We need to yeah. do a whole episode. We should do. Know we all there's a lot. Yeah. There's, we all have there stories. Is. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So trust your gut yeah. when you're going out, especially if you're going to areas you're not super familiar yes. with. Yeah. Um, but I know I kind of feel like, um, kind of going back to people's price points and like just other people not wanting to take them as clients. Sometimes I get like super protective of those people. Yeah, I had a guy like call me one time and she goes, hey, I've been wanting to offer on a house. Um, I've talked to a few agents and they start like sending me emails but they don't really like respond to me. So I don't really know if they actually want to work with me. She goes, I'm not working with a lot of money. And I immediately just like wanted to punch all the other people in the face. <laughs> I was like, I just get like a little protective sometimes. But I'm like, you could just tell that she felt defeated as a person. Like she wasn't worth someone's time. And I was just like, no, you're worth my time. It's like, you forget that it, people, they're not just numbers, like they're people. Like you're like making them feel like they're not worth your time or your energy. And I'm just like, I got you girl. Yeah. <laughs> and those are some of the most like beautiful transactions in the fact of like in our country, building wealth, you know, is through home ownership. Like that's really where it lies for the most part, right? There's a huge divide in wealth between people who own homes and people who don't. So when you have people who are trying so hard to get into that place and um, have worked hard and because they're not at a higher price point, people are like, I don't want to help you. Like to me, those are just like the why we do it, honestly, yeah. is like to help people get into a place where they're turning a new leaf, you know? And so to write people off. So I think I love that you're protective of them because I think it's, it's kind of what we're here for. Yeah. 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 And it's not going to, I'm not going to say it's like the shortest deal is like they do take longer, but you know, you've got the heart reward at the end, which yeah. I think is better than commission sometimes just knowing that you were able to like get someone to that next level. Yeah. yeah. And they tend to, and they appreciate it too. Most of the time yes. they're the ones who are like, oh my gosh, you know, you were amazing. Thank you so much. I'll refer everyone to you because they, they get it because they had the experience of so many other agents not taking the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. What are we talking about next week? Um, next week, <clears throat> let's see. We are talking about Oh dear. <laughs> Is it going to work? Okay. We're talking about um, taking cold leads and turning them into closed deals. Yes. So, I love, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a good one. Yeah. That's all I do, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no warm leads here. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm teasing, yeah. All I get is cold leads. Please, please accept me. Please, please take me. No. Uh, yeah. So we will see you next week. And definitely looking forward to getting into that topic. Yes. All right.